Good afternoon, and here we are again today with another In the Clip Zone. I'm Neil, the owner, uh, founder of Clips for Sale, and today we have our special guest, Lady Bellatrix, the Queen of Mean. That's always. right, the Queen of Mean, but I'll be nice to you, Neil. That, okay, you can be nice to me today, just for today. Only today, just a special exception for that's, you. That's an intimidating, you know, name to have, too, because <laughs> you're expecting right off the bat I'm going to get yelled at, so... <laughs> I'll get the I'll get the whip out. Start cracking the Thank God you're at a distance from me. I can't get beat. Yes, a, a fair distance, three time zones away. So as we were talking before, you come from over the pond. You're in uh, you're in the UK. That's uh, right. Well, I'm actually based in Paris, France, but I'm uh, oh, that's I was I was sessioning and living in Britain. Uh, well, I've been a pro dom there for nine years, but then I've wow. recently moved to Paris. Oh, Paris is so nice. I was there once, and I want to go back again. It was one of the greatest places I've been to so far. It's, it's lovely. It's really quite magical. It's yeah. it's hard going as any large city would be, but it's uh, well. It's if, imagine you're there for the first time. It's like a kid in the candy store. You just see everything. You want to. You just want to go in every store and exactly. And the people were really nice. They always say, "Oh, they're not nice to Americans," but I had no issues at all. People were very nice and friendly, and they are really. I think and. People widely speak English now in Yeah, they Paris. Do. yeah. and, and, you know, and mostly you're shopping in the stores, they all speak English because they a lot of Americans are probably over there buying stuff, so they want to learn English. So Exactly. exactly. Know, so. so anyway, so let's get into some stuff here. So I know um, Chantel usually is with us, but she's um, I think she's in LA today in a seminar. So she's not with us today. It's just the two of us, which is a little more intimate, which is nice. Ooh, but I like intimacy. <laughs> yes. Rita Chantel, she's watching. Sorry, but we had to kick you to the curb tonight. Um, no, she's really great. Actually. Next time. Person. She's really nice. Super, super nice girl. She so, has a very interesting profile. Yeah, she does. Yeah. Well, she's our resident doctor. So uh, yeah. if, we ever, if we ever need a doctor, we just call her and bring her in. And Is there a doctor in the house? Yeah. <laughs> So Clips for Sale is the only site, you know, with a doctor in the house. So that's one thing that's different from us. If you ever wanted to say, oh, it makes Clips for Sale different than all these other guys. Well, we have a, a resident doctor. So that just puts us above everybody, just with that alone. Just exactly, one exactly. So she sent a bunch of questions. And I just realized that a lot of these questions she sent you, I thought they were for me, but they're for you to answer. But you didn't answer a lot of them, right? Like there was some of them that was like, give your readers an introduction on yourself, all that stuff, but she must- Yeah, I basically, I basically had a look at what you had done online previously with all the one-to-one -one interviews, so okay. I did. Oh, okay, okay, oh, okay, you wrote that stuff. I, I just copied and pasted. Oh, I see, okay, okay. So these are questions that you just copied and pasted down, but we didn't really answer any of them. No. Okay, I got you, I got you. So I do have a couple in the beginning. That, okay, sure, um, sure. The ones that you, uh, the general questions, and then we'll go over, I'll open up your store with the new search that we have out there and they'd let you take a look at that and stuff, so. Fantastic. So the first one was, of course, how to get better sales. Uh, that's always a good question for everybody. How do I? Uh, yeah, well, I, I am in, in a, well, I yeah. think I'm that I'm in a rather oversaturated market. Uh, my category is female domination. Right. There's also femdom. So, you know, which are essentially the same two things. But uh, when I started my clip shop in 2012, uh, that was the category that I selected. And over the years, I noticed there are more and more and more. Well, uh, remember, you could choose any category you want to for any clip, and you're in that category too. So it's not like you – I know what you're talking about. Back then, we had a way for you to select a category that represents your store. But we actually yeah. don't, we don't even use that because it became oh, – right. It became kind of, uh, it came more of a... It eventually became obsolete. Yeah, because everyone was like, well, this clip is not female domination. It's foot better, so I'm putting that. So I was like, okay, that makes yeah. sense. So you're just, it just gives you a general idea of what your store is about instead of yeah. that's your so I, I do tend to, if I'm doing a femdom foot worship, I do tend to put it under the foot fetish or foot yeah, domination. You know, because looking at your store, you have like, you know, Paneos, Domination, Dirty Feed, Jerk Off Instruction. You have all different categories you're picking, which is good. So yeah. it runs across the gamut of categories, which is what you want. Because when someone's coming into the site to search, you want to have spread out as much as possible 
Yeah, yeah. That, that's been my MO, that's been my approach for about the last two years. And I noticed, for example, if I do something slightly obscure, like a dirty feet fetish clip, um, someone will buy that and then go back and buy, say, six or seven yeah. from the same category. Um, I also do gas mask fetish, which is a little bit more obscure. Um, and I noticed whenever I publish one, I will get, say, five or six sales of all the others that I've done in that category. So, so that's good. So they're figuring out how to search for your stuff on your store. Even yeah, yeah, it makes it easy. And once we switch over, like your current store look to the new store look, once we switch everything to that down the road, it'll be so much faster and easier for them to find. Excellent. Really quick. And when, are you, when are you planning on implementing that? I don't know. I'm not sure yet. We, we just put the new search out. Just It's been out for about, what, four or five months maybe now? Okay. We're beta testing it. Yeah, people get used to it. It's working great. There's a higher conversion on that. Uh, than, any, than the main site now. So it's becoming more popular for the customers. Excellent. Uh, studio, studios and producers and models might not like it as much, but it's there for the customers, not for them. Well, any, it's like anything, when anything changes as a, as a, uh, you know, as a service provider, right. it's like, oh God, another change. <laughs> yeah, but, but a lot of people started getting used to the fact that we're, we're um, the main page of Clips for Sale is predominantly studio-based. Yeah. And it's like, here's the store it updated. And I, and a lot of customers were like, why don't you just, you know, why can't we just see the content we want to buy? So that was the whole idea of the new search is like, show them, show them what was updated new, let them yeah. search, let them find everything like tube site view, all that stuff. And that's, and filters and be able to do all these things. So it still needs some stuff. Um, like I have a lot of ideas for that search page that'll make it a hundred times better. It's really good now, but it could be way better. With some, yeah, I'm sure with a site as big as yours and long-standing as yours, it takes a lot of time to implement it from yeah. the and back of the house. To, to pull in, too, to make sure it doesn't crash. <laughs> You've got a lot of content on there. <laughs> yeah. So, let's see. So, we figured that one out. So, so, oh, so basically, oh, that's my doorbell. Hold on. Let me just email my... Do you hear that? Doorbell. Who's coming? Dracula. <laughs> that's an epic doorbell. <laughs> Oh, I know. I can change it to different things, but I don't. Uh, the problem is, it freaks my dog out after a while. <laughs> and uh, and, and the dog to be freaked out. So I try to change it so that she doesn't know what it is. So because she, she barks, it makes me make us all crazy. Um, but hold on, let me just let me just text my wife real quick. This usually never happens, but I had a delivery coming, and they were supposed to call me an hour before them coming, and of course they didn't. Yeah. Um, so I'm just. They always come when when it's least. Uh... Least convenient. But I've I've logged all my phone text lines off, so, so no pesky slave will be uh, interfering during our interview. Yeah, exactly. Okay, now she knows. Uh -huh. So let me get to this other question. And so and there was a second one. Oh, the featured section. Yeah. So that is um, the featured section on the right side. You mean with the right corner? Um, I thought it, yeah, on the right, right. Uh, that's, that's basically for um, studios that have, are been with us for a year. They don't sell their content on any other platforms. So they're more exclusive studios are on that side. Oh, right. Okay. Um, and that's one thing it's a pain in the ass to do, to be honest with you. I don't like to like go looking like you say, oh, okay, put me on there. And then I got to track you. And are you putting stuff on other, at this Sorry. point, I don't, yeah. honestly, I don't even care. Um, but Back when we started, it was like, well, here's a good way to be exclusive and get extra traffic. So it was a nice thing to do for people. So primarily, it's exclusive people, people who come to the shows that help us at the booth and that really work hard to help us. So we give yeah. them a bit of a reward. Well, that's fair enough. Yeah, I, I live a little bit too far to be <laughs> coming well, to trade shows. Maybe the one we were talking about in Vancouver in February, if you're around that area, you'll let, let us know because we will. Yeah, definitely. If I'm, if I'm in Vancouver in February. And sometimes we do the Venus Berlin show too, which is. Where a, is that in, uh, in Berlin? But uh, are you planning on doing the next one? No, because that's, I think it's next month. So it's going to be next year. We might do it. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. But well, they, I'll, uh, I'll definitely have a lookout for that. Yeah. They keep pushing us to do that, but we just haven't, um, it's a whole 
going over there and everything. It's cool. It's a great show. They have a ton of people. Probably the biggest show we've ever done. Oh, um, really? Just oh, with, with the amount of people and the stuff you could do at the booth is insane. Like anything you want. There's people having sex at the booth. It's just like, oh. Well, my it God. is Germany. There's Germans having sex everywhere. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, that's true. So they, they don't I'm pretty open that. about that. If you've ever been to German fetish weekend, oh, look, a German fucking. Oh, look, another German fucking. Everywhere. <laughs> Um, they're very open about these things. Let me see what else you had on here. So that's for the section. Then you had something for the uh, UK thing. Yeah, that's exciting, right? Um, well, I mean, you know, although I don't live in the UK anymore, I, I will always have strong ties to that country and to the industry. Yeah, um, of course. It's a big concern for us. Um, you know, this has been the third time they've tried to implement that. And if watching British politics is anything to go by, they can't figure Brexit out. Right, they so, can't figure anything out, it seems. No, I mean, if they can't figure Brexit out, um, implementing this porn ban uh, is, is sort of supplementary to that. Um, and I do, I do know that the reason that they can't implement it at the moment is because they are still in the UK, uh, sorry, in the EU. Right. And the way they are trying to go about this porn ban um, breaches data privacy and security. Yep. And the EU is basically saying to them, like, no, you're still in the EU. You can't do that because it contravenes EU laws. Right. So, you know. They're if, having, if, yeah, they're having an issue with it because they got right up to the point where, like, we have everything in place for it. Yeah. And then, like, a week before, they're like, don't even implement it. Just wait. And that's I'll what they did with Brexit as well. And, you know, I don't want to get too political because that's boring. No, but. so that's when I was like, listen, we're not going to implement anything until we have to, obviously. It doesn't make sense to punish people from shopping on the yeah. side. So I'm just, my, my question was, like, you guys, are, you guys are following the porn ban laws and making measures if they actually do get the act together and implement this. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. We there's a couple companies that we were talking to that are that were geared for that. Okay. It was just it was there was a couple things we had to do uh, to do it, yeah. but we were ready. It was just a matter of like flicking a few switches and we we could do it. Um, so if yeah, it happens, I mean, I mean, like trust me, in the UK, all the people who you know, clip producers, um, content producers, we yeah. are freaking out. We are freaking out. <laughs> yeah, because it's really, I mean, when it comes down to it, though, it's still, it's still not like they can't buy stuff, but the customers, I guess, have to prove they're 18. Yeah, they will, uh, if, if this porn ban goes through, which they're trying to implement, um, it would mean that people, anyone over 18 would have to show their, uh, some form of ID. Now, they are planning on saying, go, you can maybe go into a store particular stores that have this and you can get a badge or something. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. It, it kind of eliminates the paper trail of doing it online, True. which a lot of people are concerned about, you know, let's face it. Well, yeah, who wants to put your ID and then on a site and then they have all your info and then. Exactly. But also I, I was. I don't know also, if you remember the um, Ashley Madison website. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. website for, um, infidelity or whatever you know yeah. when they, they got broken into big styles right and I, I think if something could be breached like that uh how how hard would it be you know british airways that data, right? and that is it does become a big problem with the sharing of that because of the adult nature of it there are a lot of weirdos out there that will make it their life's mission to hack something like that of course so, and to expose whoever they could find and maybe blackmail yeah. them who knows what they would do yeah, so I'm kind of glad that they. I believe they said it's indefinitely on hold. The last time I heard, I was told. Yeah, so so that's good. I mean, <clears throat> like I said, it it is a major concern for UK producers. Um, you know, but it's it's it's. I don't know if you remember Atvod from a few years earlier. What was it called? Atvod was something. Oh, yeah, ATV. Yep, I remember that too. Yeah, we were. Yeah, I mean, look at what happened to that. Effectively, nothing. They banned female ejaculation. Right. <laughs> That's right. They were trying to ban that. And I think there was something else that they were trying to. Face sitting. Yeah, face it. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but yet something that requires skills such as needle play 
Like if you're trying to do needle play as a pro dom, you really need to be skilled at that. But of anyone course. can jab needles into somebody's body, but right. that wasn't outlawed, you know? Right, right, that's okay. But sitting on your face, God forbid you do that. Yeah, some of yeah. this just doesn't make sense. And, I, and you know, you would think that, I know in America, it's like we're so behind within the sexual way that we're all so uptight. And you would think that everywhere outside of us would be so pro and open-minded, like in France and other countries where they're just like, it's on TV, it's on commercials, it's no big yeah. deal. Yeah. I, I just can't figure out, and I guess because of the religious fact, that's the whole thing that's holding everything back is, is God forbid you expose someone to this or that, even though they're going to expose to it anyway when they get older. It doesn't yeah. matter. But it's, it's, uh, in the UK, it's always been the same with the children crusade. But right. Well, they want to try to lump everything together when it comes to, to this, let's, let's say this has something to do with kids. Just like when they passed the, the 2257 here in the US, they were saying, well, it has to do with child pornography and this and that, when it, it didn't. It just yeah. has to do with them throwing that it's into this a, law. A blanket law. Right. It's, it's insane. And nobody, they didn't care. So yeah. anyway, so that, again, we'll get to that when it ever happens again. If it, exactly. I, but I'm, I'm relieved to know that you guys are on top of it. And yeah, that, yeah, yeah, we are. Just in that case. you're aware. Because I think, you know, a large portion of my sales are from people from the UK who know me or know right. me around the scene and whatnot. So, you know, right. it, is, it is a concern, but it's reassuring to know that you're on the case. On yes, we're on top of that. Fantastic. Um, and now ever-changing industry regulations. Okay, so the regulations, like I said, as they come, we, depending on what they are, we comply to them, especially if it's US law. Obviously we have to do, since we're in the US, um, so. Yeah. Yeah, you know, we always want to, you know, this is a business and we operate a legit business. So just like any other business, if anything comes down the road or a new yeah, law. Yeah, you just basically have to comply. Exactly. We have no choice but to comply. Even with the 2257, even though we're a third uh, party uh, to the 2257, we still get IDs from the producers to make sure they're, like, you guys are over 18, that you're allowed to. Yeah, like every shoot, every shoot I do when I canvas for film slaves, I say, make it very clear that you do have to bring a piece of ID right. and sign a model release. Exactly. Um, only for 2357 compliances, which don't even apply to me technically because I live in Europe. So right, but you never so know. I still do it just in cases, you know, there have been cases where film slaves have turned around and said, oh, I don't want my, I don't want my video to be up yeah. there anymore. And it's like, well, sorry, you did sign a model release. So. Yeah, that's true. And it depends on what mood you're in. Maybe you'll be like, okay, I feel bad. I'll take it down. Or you know what? No, I'm just not going to do it. I, you got well, I did, I did a porn scene with an ex. Uh, I did some cuckolding and I made him <laughs> nice girlfriend, but I've made him sign a model release. <laughs> well, that's smart though, because you never know. <laughs> we, and we broke up. We never discussed what would happen to this content if we ever broke up. And then right. I dumped him two days before Christmas, but he never got back to me about the content, which still continues to sell very well to this day, five years later. Um, but he signed a model release. So. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, you're real smart for doing that because we, even on some of the other webinars we've done, it's always essential because I personally dealt with a lot of couples that have broken yeah. up that call me and say, well, it's my content. And then he says, no, it's mine. And oh, I, I imagine you get that a lot, but I, I just, you know, know I was dating him for more than two years. I'm like, sweetheart, yeah. sign right here. <laughs> well, the only good thing about it is if you're both in the videos and, yeah. and you claim it and he claims it, then it comes down to me just saying, if you, if you want everything to be removed, no one's going to make any money. So it's best for you guys to work it out somehow. So yeah. work it out. And that's 99% of the time they work it out because they don't want to lose the income. Um, yeah. But yeah. if it's you shooting and you're not, and it's them in it, and you don't have the ID, they could technically just be like, I want it all taken down. You don't have any proof, nothing. So then yeah. you're stuck. So, yeah, it happens. And a few of my friends at the time said, You made your boyfriend sign a model release. And I'm like, Yeah, this is business. Yeah, exactly. And that's how you have to look that's, at it. That's the way I operate, you know. Personal, <laughs> it's just the way it should be. No, and I agree with you. So, 
<laughs> okay, so we figured that part. Uh, how did I get interested in creating C4S? Uh, yeah, like when, when, what year did you actually launch? That's the secret sauce right there. I don't know if I Ooh, can. Ooh, I love uh, a bit of secret sauce, Neil. <laughs> some interviews with this, like of how things got started. So back in the mid 90s, I had a, I had a membership site, extremefeet.com is what it was. It was called what, sorry? Extreme Feet. It was a foot fetish site. Yeah, Extreme Feet. Like, I don't know where I got the name from, but whatever. Um, and uh, I was on IRC chat, those back in the day. I don't um, even know what that is. Oh, that's, um, there was chat rooms back then in the very beginning of the internet that you can go on and start a room. Like, I okay. can start my own room called whatever. And then if someone else comes in and searches for, say, feet, they would, yeah. see, they would see this room feet with nine people in it. Okay, I'll go in there, and there's nine people with the same interest as you. Okay. So, anyway, I found this room, and I was like, I was kind of blown away, because this is in, like, the 90s, and I was like, oh, my God, people have foot fetishes besides me? People are really into this. Yeah, I, and, of course, I was very naive about it. So once I saw these people, and I started talking to all good people, some were, like, lawyers, accountants, you know, girls at home – housewives, whatever. And they're all like very cool people. Um, so I met someone on there who had a website and she was making like four or five grand a month with her own foot site. So wow. I was like, wow, I, I didn't think you could even do that. So she's like, Money can be made here. <laughs> yeah. So she's like, why don't we work together and start a new site? And I said, okay, I'll buy the domain extreme feet. I said, I'll do all the video. You build the site. And that's what we did in the beginning. Um, so that, you know, that's where it started with all foot fetish. And I just started shooting friends of mine, um, for free, just, Hey, just let me do feet videos without your face. Um, and that's where it all started. And then that kind of, that, that was in Jersey when I lived in Jersey, I moved to Florida and then I started hiring actual models and said, listen, let me shoot your face, your feet. Um, then it started to get more and more involved with the foot fetish of, you know, of what it's, what it is now basically. But but at that time, it was just like, okay, it was making good money. I was working for my parents at the time. And once it made enough money, I was like, you know, I'm going to quit working for you guys and I'm making enough on my own. So I started, I kind of moved away from them and did the extreme feed until it made enough money. And then I had the idea of, you know, I got all this content, all these videos that I made and um, maybe other people want to see these because a lot of them were custom videos. Like I do customs okay. and customs. I just had them on these tapes and they were just sitting in my, my room. And I was like, maybe I should put these up on a server and see if anybody else wants to buy them. So that's, that turned into extremefeetclips.com, which was my first clip store of just my own stuff. So other people were buying that and I was like, Oh my God. And then that started making more money than the membership site. And I was right. like, oh my God. So, so then I was like, forget the membership site. This is doing way better, the pay, you know, pay per download style. And um, so that's when I started saying, you know what? I need to, this, I'll tell you what, this was the biggest pain in the ass. Um, because I had to go to individual producers who shot foot fetish material, who had also membership sites. I had to email them, like find their emails one at a time. It was a very painful process. And then I had to convince them to send me their material to put on extreme feet clips. And they were like, I'm not sending you my, they didn't even know who I was. So like, yeah, back, back in the day, that would have been like, it was a little scary. Were, so Brando contacted you. And I had to convince a lot of people, like, I'm telling you, I'm making money. I'm going to make you money. And it was all manual. So I had to do everything. I had to upload everything, make the clip. It was a pain. And, and, and internet speed was like, <laughs> it was like 56 K. That's what I started. That's how bad it was. Yeah, tell me about it. The dial-up. Um, yeah, it was dial-up. That's what it was until I moved until like maybe it was like 2002 when cable came out with all the cable speeds. Um, but 2003 is when Clips for Sale launched, and that's, okay. that's when I got to the point where I was like, "Listen, I need to automate this process because it was just killing me." Um, yeah. And it was still just me doing everything. I still did support myself, studio support, customer support, everything on my own. Wow. And, and I had someone helping me um, do the programming and do the hosting, but I still answered the phone like 24 seven. I didn't sleep for, I would barely sleep. Any, anytime that phone rang, I got up and I answered it and I got up to help whatever. And that's kind of the, the problem I started for myself was, you know, when my support guys started and I started hiring people, I was like, listen, 
you got 10 minutes to answer a question. You don't have 24 hours like other sites. Like, yeah, we'll get back to you tomorrow. Like, yeah. no, when that phone rings, you answer it. When the email comes in, you got 10 minutes to respond to it. So that's how I was. I was like, I was so anal about the customer service for you and well, for I do, And I do think, you know, uh, coming from Canada and you being in America, I think in North America, we are very, very customer service orientated. Yeah. Um, and I really noticed that when I'm over in the UK and when I'm over in France, just how much more attention there is to customer support in these Yeah, there countries. has to be. But yeah. not, not just attention to it, but to the point where it's fast as possible because I'm so used to other sites where they'd be taking forever to get back to me. And I got yeah. so annoyed by that that when we started hiring people, the whole goal of our support was fast, get back to them as quick as possible, um, and that's why I started putting my phone number in the admin. And I said, if they call me because they couldn't get to you, you're in trouble. Yeah, exactly. So that's why I kind of put myself in there. And that kind of gave a little uh, threat level to our support saying, like, we don't want them to call Neil, so we need to make sure we're on this. All so, right. Good, good backstop. <laughs> yeah, so anyway, so at one point I took my number off and I started to back away from it because I'm like, okay, you guys got it. And then the people that I knew personally would call me and say, I'm not, you know, there's something going on with your support. I think this was like nine years ago, eight years ago that there was. Right. And that's what I was like, listen, I'm putting my number back in there again and I'm leaving it there forever now because I always want that backstop. Like you said, for them to know that someone's going to, you're going to be held accountable basically for. An yeah. issue. So anyway, that's, so that was my goal was customer support, getting back to people as fast as possible and giving you the service that I want as a person too. Like if I call a company, I want to talk to someone right now. Yeah. You and want you want your that. you want your issue to be dealt with yeah. knowledgeably and friendly and exactly. swiftly. And swiftly, as fast as because and this was before Twitter, Facebook, no oh, social yeah. media. So now with social media, it's even more important because if God forbid you answer the question wrong, they'll go and tweet it out, like, look at the stupid response I got. And I'm like, Oh my God. Like, and yeah, that's the only thing I don't like about social media is that people use it for their own kind of glorification of let's hate on this person and let's show the negative of this. And there's no yes. reason. That. Like, Twitter, Twitter as of late has become a cesspool of hate and despair. It's crazy. And I wish it was just eliminated where you can't use these platforms for support. And we even tell people, Twitter is not our customer support. You contact us directly if you got a site. Yeah. Some people, which is totally bizarre to me, there'll be a problem and they'll just go and tweet it out and everyone else will gang up and say, yeah, I got that same problem. I don't believe that they didn't fix this. And meantime, they never even told us there's a problem. So yeah. we have to find out on Twitter that there's an issue. It's like, instead of just writing a quick email, hey, I can't get into my admin, whatever it is. No, and, and any time I've had a query or not, not even, I've never really had problems with the site, but if I can't figure out how to do something or if I had a corrupted clip or something, yeah. I, I reach out to um, studio support. And like you said, they answer straight away. And um, in one case, I couldn't figure out how to do something. And they just said, oh, we'll do it for you. Um, you know, I wouldn't even think of going to Twitter when there's such a comprehensive support. Right, exactly. Well, this is what, but some people, again, <laughs> the generation probably, you know, coming up now has, yeah, a, yeah. has a different... I want it all, I want it now. Yeah, and Butch, we still have that instant kind of gratification if they want it, but they'd rather go that, like I said... Take it mainstream, take it public, rather than... Yeah, I don't understand it, because I would never do that as a person, and if I had a problem, I'd go to the source, not just to go vent my, my frustrations on... Yeah, just, lean on social media. <laughs> right, so if anybody's watching this now, which I'm sure people are, just call or don't email. Don't your spleen. <laughs> yeah, you got a problem, contact the, go to the source. Don't just tweet yeah, it out. Go to the source. And Otherwise, they'll them. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. going to be part of my thing, too. <laughs> but that's what happens, and I think that now that once Clips for Sale started, kind of, like I said, it started with Foot Fetish, and then I branched out to, I was like, what else goes with feet? Okay. When you started noticing other categories that weren't Foot Fetish, and you just built on that. No, so what would happen is that, say someone who did tickling came to me and said, can, can you sell my tickling? And I was like, 
okay, well, it's foot-related because your feet are up and you're getting tickled. So, okay. And then bondage came in. And then um, anything feet-related came in, in together first. And then it spun out to, hey, I do, um, you know, trampling was big. But then someone's like, well, I do rope bondage and I do, uh, now the crazy stuff is you know, taboo and I do this and that and spanking and these other things. And I was like, okay, that, that wasn't really the goal, but okay, let's just, and then it just kind of went like crazy. snowballed from there. Yeah, it really took me by surprise also. And, and the, I think the only reason why we continue to thrive in such an economy with free porn, competition, yeah. uh, other sites come and go. And I think one of the main reasons why we're still thriving is so many sites try to do what we do and they fail. And I think that's what happens. They see everybody jumps on the new shiny star. Like, oh, let's reinvent the wheel as I like to call it. This has got to be better. Let's try it. And then I've seen so many people use other platforms that have taken their money and disappeared. So that's what's helped us is like, well, they're still around and they might not be as advanced as these other guy, but I can rely on them. And I know they're there and I know the owner's there and I know he's there for us to talk to if we need to. So yeah, and I've always found my sales to be quite consistent. Yeah, you know, the, the traffic that I get from Clips for Sale, and I have tried other platforms. Um, you know, hands down, Clips for Sale has the best traffic. In yeah, my traffic was also that was part of the thing in the beginning when I started. Um, even affiliates weren't that big back in the day. So uh, my goal was like, let's just buy traffic and get as much as we can. And we still, to this day. We keep buying, we spend a, a, a large part of our profit on traffic. So yeah. it's my, I'm always about throw it back into the company and yeah. reap the benefits of Like any business, you have to reinvest. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, you have can to. sit back and like some sites just sit back and say, you send your own traffic. We're not doing anything. We're going to take the money and do what we want with it. I don't like that philosophy. I'd rather help and make you more money if possible. So the goals are always make everyone more money that's uh, well plus clips for sale is your baby so you want exactly. to do your baby <laughs> yeah and i don't like the fact that it's like well other people can jump in and start something and kind of ride the coattails off of what we've done but yeah. it all you know i almost want to say to those people directly like if it wasn't for us starting this you wouldn't where would you be today nowhere you wouldn't even be starting the idea wouldn't even be in your mind you'd be on twitter doing things instead, you know, so it yeah. has opened up the door to a lot of ideas and it helped a lot of models get started to go mainstream to, you know, plenty of porn stars came with clips and now they're doing porn or whatever they're doing. So they've kind of parlayed their careers into it. Yeah. Plus, you know, they can make money without being on cam. You can make money while you're sleeping. That's one of the things I, I, I do. I do love waking up to, uh, Ooh, what a banging clip sale. I just got yeah. here. <laughs> that was one of the trademarks I did like way back in the day was make money while you sleep. And that was what I thought. Yeah, And I do, I do love making money while I sleep. Yeah. Cause yeah. I did the same thing. When I wake up, I check my email and be like, Oh shit. You know, Cause at one point I was looking at every sale. It was yeah. a little, it was a little crazy for me, but I was very anal about everything. Like I want to see what's going on. And it was just like, I, yeah. had, I had this little sound effect of a cash register. Ching. Every time an email would come in, and I remember one morning I, I went and re, you know, refreshed my email and I'm like, what's going on here? And it, it was, it was the ka-ching couldn't happen because there were so many emails coming in. So, oh, was, nice. and then finally I went ka-ching and I was like, holy shit. And there was like, you know, five, 600 emails with orders overnight. Nice. That's crazy. I was like, oh my God, that's when I knew this is crazy. So making, making money while you sleep. <laughs> yeah. There was money coming in while everyone's sleeping. So it's good. And, and of course, you know, you have cam girls who have to be on cam to make money. And I even stress to them now, it's like, you have another out, out, uh, what's it called? Out, not outlook. I was thinking of, uh, you have another source to make money. Yeah. Where you don't have to sit on the cam and do it. You can actually shoot some content um, and wake up making money without having to be on the cam. So I think that in the long run of a cam model, whether they want to just do cams for a couple of years, but if they want to continue to make money in the industry, Clips for sale is a. Yeah, I mean, like I, I've, I've always looked at Lady Bellatrix as a brand rather than just a, a dominatrix. Right. And, and I do have several streams of income. Like I've been, uh, I've been on webcam since about 2014. Wow. Um, I've been on various different um, phone sex sites, and as well clips for sale. And I find I used to, I used to tour a lot. 
so for about five or six years, I was on tour. Okay. And I find that's before Sesta Foster kicked in, but we won't go there. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's but, um, you know, when I was on tour, say I was doing a West Coast tour, starting in Seattle, um, then going to San Diego, LA, San Francisco, I would notice clip sales before I got to Seattle. I would notice a lot of sales in the Washington area. So I think oh. it was sort of like, as a pro dominatrix going on tour, people would buy my clips just to see what is she like? You know, what, what does she sound like? What does she look like? What are her mannerisms? Right. And it's probably a little, a little bit easier for a potential client of mine to buy a $5 clip than invest in a one hour session booking with me. Right. Which so I always think, you know, yeah. clips, um, and if people are thinking of coming to see me as a pro dom and they're really into, um, let's say, rubber bondage, for example, they could watch a few of my clips and then Just see. get an idea of what, what, yeah. what so, so to me, doing being a clip producer, as much as I love it, it's also sort of a, an extra string in my bow, if you will, in terms of uh, generating income. It, it's almost like you're giving them samples of what uh, yeah paid like, samples right for six seven hours you can watch this and get an idea of what i do in my sessions or what to expect if you hire me yeah yeah do whatever right but i really used to notice my clip sales when i'd be on tour like right before i would arrive in that city i'd say oh yeah it was almost like a pattern yeah like right before i would go to san diego and la i'd start to get loads of clip sales in that area that's pretty cool though at least you had that going and this way you have extra income while you're traveling too so it's exactly good. exactly but those are those days are long gone i'm uh um, settle down a little bit in my crazy ways settle down <laughs> is always good that's what i'm thinking about too i need to settle down this is a long time 17 years this year coming up uh, wow well done to you thanks that's <laughs> a commitment i lost all my hair no i didn't lose all of it but I haven't lost my hair yet, so it's, a <laughs> it's been a long, it's been a long road, and uh, and it's um, we've seen so many changes and things. Happen. Oh, I'm sure, and I'm sure as technology advances, you will continue to see more changes yeah. more often. Yeah, that's the goal for the next like six to eight months. Is I have so many things that can make all of us more money on this list. Like I have like a dream list. Like, what do you want the site to be like in six months? Something like that. Excellent. And, uh, and Darius and I, Darius uh, does the shows with me. He also works in the office with me. We just sit there. Sometimes we're like, okay, this would be really nice if we could do this. It would probably increase sales for everyone. So there's like things in the admin I want to change, add different statistic things, add uh, like a custom section. Uh, the membership site needs to be rebuilt. Things that I know will generate more income. Um, just little changes too would, would help out. So those are the next goals um, to stay okay. above you know, everything. I, I would really look forward to the customs feature. Yeah, yeah, we, we have to do customs. We did something way back, but it was not a focus because one thing I noticed some sites is they start branching out. Like, yeah. we, we do this, we do social, we do cut, and you lose the focus on your clips. So yeah. one thing I wanted to always make sure is clips for sale. Well, uh, it's in the title, it's in the right. name. If you're, if you're a guy who wants to buy clips, you should come to Clips for Sale. This is where our main focus is. And if you want to sell clips, this is where you should be. If you want to do cams, don't come to Clips for Sale. You know, if you want to do memberships, get a membership site. But yeah. these are just all little, like you said, little extra revenue streams you could do. But the focus is always on clips, the content. Yeah. So it's good. So I'm going to open up your store if I can. Is that okay? Oh, yes, please do. Let's see. I hope you're not. I hope you're not the shy type. <laughs> no. Can you see the screen? Is this you? Uh, yeah, I can see the screen. Right. So this is your store on the new search page, which I'm sure you've seen before, right? I have seen that actually. Yeah. Okay. I so think this... you have a particular pose, like the one you see now. Yeah. Right. You're sitting in the same. Yeah. Exactly. I just noticed. That. <laughs> it's all about the legs. <laughs> so this is great because we we wanted to give the customer a quick, easy, you know tube site view of everything in one shot um, and, and be able to change the per page. Um, I could see all your content if I want. So you have two other stores. Yeah. That's and I, right. could, I could click all and now I have all your stores in one list here, which is great. So I don't know if you update them all often, but 
for example, this one's from Lady Bellatrix. This one's Lady Bellatrix. I don't know how often you update the other ones. Yeah, I, I update the Lady Bellatrix, the Queen of Mean, um, religiously every Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Um, okay, I, the ones personally, you I think consistency is very important. So um, I'd say for about the last two years or so, um, every Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, I schedule clips at the same time. Okay, because here's, here's one from your other store that you put up back in June. Uh, yeah. So the last time you updated this one, but me as a customer, I can quickly just see everything that you do in one shot, where on the other site, um, you have to go from store to store to store to see you it. You have to toggle it, yeah. Yeah, so I wanted to make it easy for everyone to see just my, you know, whatever you want. And then, of course, I can choose the category of your in your store only, which you have a lot of categories. That's what I didn't realize I had that many categories, but yeah. Yeah, you have it's a lot. All rounder. <laughs> yeah, not only that, but I could search your store in here, just your store. I could change the order of your store. So if you didn't want to, like, get on Twitter or promote your store and you want people to see your older clips first, you could just like change this order from oldest to from new. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. See, there's, there's the boyfriend I told you I got a model release for. <laughs> right. so, so now, now remember as a customer, if I'm brand new traffic to your, to the clips for sale, these are all brand new to me. So it's not like any of this is old. It's true. Yeah. That's one thing that we noticed about um, some of this stuff is that it's all relevant content. And we thought about, what about content that's like six, seven, nine, ten years old? Should we move it to another server? Is it even selling? And then we notice that, yeah, every day there's something old that's selling. So people are finding it. It never ceases to amaze me, Neil. Like, I will upload something new. Uh, I think the last thing I uploaded was a pantyhose fetish, which I filmed about a month ago. But sometimes I'll upload something new, and then I'll get a sale shaving my Canadian beaver from 2014, I will continue, I will get sometimes rather than me selling the new clip, a really old clip will sell. And right. sometimes I, I, it makes me laugh because there doesn't seem to be any rhyme or reason to it. <laughs> well, the funny thing is, is like right now I just, I just went to your store and I said, what's popular in the last year? And this is, okay. what, these are what came back. So this clip right here, is your number one selling clips for the last year. Oh, wow. It's really, I never knew that you could do that. So this has been very educational for me. I'm sure all these, all these, yeah, all these clips here are your top selling clips in the last Those year. Those are really, really old as well. So you could technically go to this page that I just did. You can yeah. save the link and post it on Twitter and say, you know, check out my store. These are all my most popular selling clips. And now you're sending your customer directly to stuff that you know is selling. Yeah, and of so course, that's a really good marketing tip. They could always change it to this and switch back to all your clips if they want to. So, but yeah, over here on the left, I can sort your, I could filter out. And this was what we've been waiting for, believe it or not, for almost a year. We were trying to get this page built with filter. Wow, and now I can imagine it's a, it's quite an epic feat to. Yes. And once we finally got it, I was like, oh my God, this is, I never go back to the old site anymore. Once this came out, I don't search. I don't look at stores. I only do it this way now. So I never even use the other site anymore. Um, and that's, I, that's a fantastic feature. I'm really glad we're having this interview and you're showing me. So yes. I know how to market my clips. You market all your stuff. And remember, like I said, you could change the view. You could change how many per page. And when you copy that link, it's going to send them directly to what you're seeing. So if you save this link, it's going to show the page like this with nine right. clips per page. If you do it like this, it's going to show the page like that in, in the URL. So the URL is, it changes with everything you do. Oh, excellent. So you can quickly save it. And then of course, if you, um, you can get really slick. And, I like slick. Yeah. And say you just want to show clips with toes. I could say, okay, let's, let me just show all my clips with toes and save that link. And let's send this to all my customers. Say you're, say you decide to join a foot fetish forum out there to get new traffic. So you can just make this link and send it to them and say, here's all clips with my toes. Very, um, very fetish or category specific. Yeah. So this is, but this is more of a keyword because look, it's putting toes anywhere. The word toes is it's pulling a clip up. So you got 83, what did it find? 83 clips. Wow, yeah. 
No, I, I used I was a journalist for ten years before I became a dirty old dom, and uh, <laughs> so I, I I also write very keyword specific. Um, yeah, that's good. Oh, that's what I was going to look at too. Like I write I write a good paragraph. Yeah, this is good. Quite chunky and meaty, but it's also very full of keywords as well. Yeah, we do we do ask that people put at least a couple sentences for them to read because. Even though it's a visual, you know, point, yeah, but people do like to read and get and get excited about the reading of, you know, like here you're talking about your feet, the smell of your feet. So if I'm a foot guy into that, you just trigger. It's like trigger words. Yeah. So you triggered it, and even in Absolutely. your, <laughs> even in here you put it, um, smell fetish. But you could have put another, you know, you could have put smelly feet in here if you really wanted to add more keywords, um, but. That's you know. Yeah, I, I do think I I think of each clip as a product, so I think it needs to have a very good description, keyword right. rich. It has to have a very um, gripping and powerful gif, and you know I market each uh, each clip in a tweet. So I I look at because I like I'm a creature of habit, especially being on tour for so many years. I right. do habits and. Uh, so scheduling every Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, I would treat my mentality is to treat each clip like a product. So right. I'm launching three products a week at the exact same time on the exact same dates. Well, um, that so that's just sort of uh, my, my well, thing. But, but you are putting your name in every description and your keywords, which is great because, you know, if yeah, I, and as well, when I work with other people, I put their name in the, oh, look, there's my fever. <laughs> yeah, matter of fact, oh, sorry. Yeah. Um, oh, no, don't be sorry. I'm an exhibitionist. <laughs> matter of fact, where was the clip with the, what's her name here? Hold on a second. There was, okay, so if I'm into this Mistress Nikki Whiplash, I could just click your keyword, and now your page just became resorted with all her clips quickly. Yeah. So I could see everything she's in. I, I tend to work with the same models over and over. Um, so I probably have about 30 with her by now. Okay. That's good. Right. So this way you have, you, you know exactly what to do. But yeah. I, I found the keywords and tagging co, um, you know, tag is important. Yeah. Because even if I'm here, okay. So this is what the main page Eclipse for sale looks like. Um, if you were coming in as a customer right now, this is the search page. Um, but if I'm looking you up and I just want to say, I just know you as your name, I could, uh, if I start typing your name, I could, I see you have a store, but say, I also just want to do a search for you because you might be, um, oops, it didn't do the whole word. You might. Yeah, I work with several other content producers on a shared content basis. Right. And here you are. Your first clip is from Femdom Films, which, yeah. which is the first, this was released uh, yesterday. So oh, right. Yeah. I've worked, I've worked with her for years and years. So, so yeah. if I'm a, so if and, I'm a fan she's of also her. really very much into promoting uh, the, the doms that she works with. So, right. So now this girl, Mr. S. Right. Now she should be doing what you're doing and she's not, she's not filling the keywords with your name. I'll get on to her about that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she did put your name here, which is how I found you, how the fight yeah. found you. But anywhere your name is found on here, Queen of Mean, you're going to be in Femdom. So me as a fan of yours, I might not care about your store in particular, but I just want to see what clips you're in. So now I have a quick way of seeing, I don't know how many did it find, 1,500 clips of you. Wow. <laughs> yeah, so that's a lot. So I can quickly yeah. see all your your work, basically, without... Yeah, you know, I mean, I have been shooting clips. Actually, I think I started in 2011. Uh, but I didn't. I don't think I launched my Crips for Sale shop until 2012. Oh. So, well, let's I've worked with a lot of people. I've done a lot of shoots, deals. So, yeah, <laughs> there there will be a lot of content out. But it's. I'm gonna it's, see. Hold on a second. Let me. It's go really back. interesting talking to you, seeing it presented like this. Yeah, 2012 was your first clip that you added. Yeah. Um, which that guy. <laughs> that guy right there. Um, and then this is your second clip with that girl. Um, so this is good. Yeah. And, and that's why I think, and a lot of, believe it or not, a lot of uh, producers I speak to haven't even 
bothered to look at this page yet. And I'm like, you need to really go and play with this. I've, I've looked at it, but I've not um, spent as much time or had a comprehensive look like we are now. So yeah, this, is you really, could, uh, you this is really quite change. valuable. And this, I is, this is becoming a huge marketing tool for producers just by using this. That's a really good tip. I will pass it on to my closest colleagues. Yes, because I could maybe I don't want to buy your H your SD clips. I only want 1080p, so I can quickly weed out all that. Um, yeah. I don't have to worry about that. So these are great to have, and I could even weed out your prices or your clip lengths, whatever. You know, here's your wheelhouse is five to ten minutes. So that's what you're. Yeah, I've always tried to keep it in the five to ten minutes. Which makes sense, and that's uh, to be honest with you, ten to twelve minutes is the is the peak. Not the peak is the um, the average top attention span. Yeah. No, 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 no. It's the, it's what sells the most on the site is 10 to 12 minutes. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Okay. That's good to know too. For some reason that's, um, and that's, and you know, it's funny back in the day, wait, I'm going to get rid of this. Um, unless you have any questions about this. I guess. Nope. That's, that's fine. I'm after this interview, I'm definitely going <laughs> to mess with it. play around. <laughs> okay. I'm going to go back to here, but yeah, back in the day when I had the, the foot site, I was doing 30 minute movies, you know, 30 minutes, 30 minutes was the, the custom video number. So I would just chop them into 10 minute, five minute parts. And then, um, and then I was like, you know, me as a customer, do I want to really sit through 30 minutes and scroll, scroll, just like any porn video, you got to you jump through it. Yeah. As, as a guy, I, I, I often think about like, how long is the average wank? <laughs> right, right. So it, it, I try to teach people that listen, the and like you said, the attention span is quick, but instead of making people go through 60, 90 minutes of a movie where you're fast forwarding most of it, uh, like on free porn sites, I've seen you know, long movies and you're just looking for the part you want. So yeah. if, if you're making a clip that's all about pantyhose feet and it's five minutes long, I know I'm getting five minutes of your pantyhose feet. I don't have to s jump through anything. You know what I mean? So it's, that was the whole goal of, of making clips in my opinion when I started making them was like just – Focus it all down to the five or 10 minutes and just get them involved right from the start. Instead yeah. of, you know, don't make them play around for eight minutes and then two minutes of good stuff. I find that also with bondage. Bondage uh, might be interesting in real life in a one-to-one -one session, but there's nothing more boring than watching someone put it's something in bondage. Yeah. When I do my clips, I put them in bondage and then start rolling. Yeah, exactly. Matter of fact, we, we're doing FetishCon this weekend here in Tampa. There's a convention. Oh, and, excellent. Um, we usually, there's a guy across from us. I think his name is Lou, Lou Rubens. He's a really big bondage guy, a Thai knot guy. And um, that's what he does. He just, people come over to him and they're like, hey, can you tie me up? Because he's a famous guy. So they want to be tied up by Lou. So, yeah. but a lot of people sit there and like you said, it's like an hour goes by and they're still not done yet. So, for most people, they're like, the money shot, right? <laughs> they're like, you know, I'll, how long are you going to be? Like 20, I'll come back in 20 minutes when she's done. So it really is, is that's the key is like, show me when she's completely tied up. I don't yeah, like do all the prep and then start rolling. Rather yeah, than also, you got to remember the, I guess when you're trying to get into the customer's mind, if they see this whole process of, well, she's willing, she's going into it and she's being bound and she's really, okay. You don't want to see that. You want to come in with the mindset of, Oh, distress. <laughs> she's, captured, she's in distress. I'm coming into it as she's being captured or whatever. So it, yeah. makes, it makes more sense as a, as, a, as a customer to see the fantasy and not the whole build up to it, which is just, you know, there's other fetishes that you want to see the build up, but not bondage, I believe. is. No, probably. bondage is probably one of the most boring, in my opinion, to yeah. watch. It, it's a little it's tough. Especially so. with these nails. I always have the epic long nails and I fidget around, you know. <laughs> yeah, that is probably but you need to hire a, a tie a, a not tire guy that just comes yeah. in. And I do have a delegation fetish, so I'll just you know do that. Yeah, get this done. One in once the cameras are rolling. <laughs> yeah. That's always better if you have someone to do all that stuff. And then you exactly. just come in your part and you're out. Exactly. So was there anything else you, that we missed or you wanted to bring up or anything at all that you wanted to ask? No, me? I think I think um that's you know, I just had the questions about increased sales, but you showed me this um, this new way of selecting yeah. and filtering clips. So I don't know if you're are you on any forums right now? Are you on bondage forums or foot forums or any of those? Um, not many. So 
Those hundred percent. If you go to, and it depends on what you want, but if you just Google bondage forums, foot fetish forums, you, it'll come up with a list. Just find the ones that have the most uh, users in them. Like yeah. anything above 10,000 people, I guess you have to look at it this way. Those 10,000 people are in there because they have a fetish for bondage. Very focused fetish. Very focused fetish. And you can go in there and become, um, you basically become one of them and you are now in their group and they look at you as, wow, she's actually taking her time out of her day to post some free pictures and videos with a link to her clip store or content, yeah. whatever you want them to see, a link to it. And she's actually communicating was like, you might go in there and say, uh, my name is, is lady Bellatrix and I'm looking for some ideas for my next, um, humiliation video. And you might get a whole bunch of suggestions from guys that are like, Oh, this is what I want to see. So now you're going to get them, you know, exactly. And I mean, as, as a content producer and I have been a content producer for about seven or eight years now, um, sometimes I've run out of ideas, right? And if, if I could go into a forum and someone will come up with something really bizarre, but you know, I'd be like, yeah, I could see how that would work. Yeah. So you know, like they're, they're writing the script for me and it just makes my life easier. Another good idea I, I did back. This is again, back in the early two thousands when I did the foot site was I had a guy. Um, matter of fact, he's on my, he's a friend of mine on Facebook now, which is kind of funny, but, um, excellent. Uh, yeah, he's a personal friend now. He doesn't even in the he doesn't even deal with this anymore. But back then, he was like, um, "Listen, I'll tell you what. I'll write scripts all day long for you. When you make them, just send me a copy of it so I can see what I my work come out into a video that you produced." And I'm like, "Okay." So he would just write like ten minute scenes or ten minute scripts. I would yeah. just you know, and I would just show him. Um, like I would hire, say, this week I have three different models coming out. I'd send him pictures. These three girls are coming in come up with some ideas and he'd be like, Oh, okay. I got an idea for this one. And here's the script. And it was, it was great. Like you said, I didn't have to think about what am I going to do when she yeah. comes over? It's already done. I send it to her ahead of time. Like, one into the situation and it's yeah. ready made for you. Right. And now I can send it to her in advance to say, this is what we're going to shoot. So you get an idea of the, of the one clip. So it's like, Oh, okay. I can do this easy. So yeah, it gives you just a bit of a, it puts your mind into this clip and you premeditate it a little bit right. more when the cameras do start rolling. So it, it's good to get them involved to the point where they feel appreciated because they're helping you and they, they get gratification knowing that, Hey, I, that was my idea. And yes, I got, uh, he's selling it, but I got one for free and I'm happy with that. And he's using yeah. my, my idea. So that's one thing you'll probably find on uh, these forums is you'll meet a lot of people like that that probably would have no problem helping you with whatever aspect of what you're doing. No, that's a very good, that's a very good idea. Yeah. So it works. It'll help. I'm sure. Yeah. I'll have to jump on that. As well. Jump on that idea. Get on those forms. It's all customers, fans, uh, based on, you but know, it's also very focused as well. So if I, I went on, yeah. you know, if I went on a foot fetish forum, right. I know sales, you know, yeah, there's one called, there's a big one I used to be on called the Mouse Pad, which is a very big foot forum um, that still exists to this day. Um, now, the problem, like I said, with forums is if you just go in there and say, buy this, buy this, buy this, it's not yeah. going to, you have to interact with them, give them some free pictures, a free clip, a, a, like a preview clip. Teasers. And they'll let you put your links to whatever you're doing as long as you're giving, you're contributing to the forum. Yeah. So, which is great. So even if you went into not just purely take, which I think is lost on a lot of. Yes. And on Twitter, it's becoming, I noticed with a lot of these auto tweets and we did start the auto tweeting too, because we figured we might as well, you know, can't beat them, join them kind of thing. But yeah. I've noticed some people's feeds is just like this soul. That's, did, you know, I had, I had complaints from colleagues of mine in the industry um, from, from males uh, who were saying, yeah, there's too much auto retweet. And it's like, it is exciting. Like when, when you get a auto retweet and something really old sells, but right. if you sell say five of the same clip in a one week spam, it just, your timeline ends up looking like spam. So yeah. it, in the beginning, I thought it was a great feature, but I think it kind of oversaturated my timeline. Yeah. And then when I launched a new clip, it kind of took away from the emergence of the new product. So I would, I, say, I, I would say 
the, to me, the best idea would be not to do any auto tweeting except for maybe promoting your store in general. Like we have that one auto tweet that just tweets your store information and a banner, whatever you put up. Like maybe once a week that goes up, but a new clip comes out, you actually physically make the tweet yourself and say, hey, I just yeah. put it in, pin it to the top. And then if you want to go into, find some old clips and be like, after a few weeks, you know, but do it on your, the way you want to do it. Put some real tweets, then maybe a promotion. And then like a couple days of you, your daily life, and then a, and yeah, I've always tried to break my Twitter timeline into threes, like one third of it promotion, one third of it like, oh, I just did something dirty to a slave, or yeah. you know, and also interacting one third. So it doesn't just look like a straight promo, 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 yeah. promo, which is what they're all becoming now. You know, that's what inevitably I do use social media for, but. You do need the interaction, and you do need to show, I think, as a performer, some personality. Or yeah, they want to know that you're a human, number one. Yeah, like, people, people are genuinely interested if I'm sitting in the park studying French, eating a hot dog, you know? <laughs> yeah, you can check out. We have another site um, that I'm, I'm part of called Loyal Fans that just... What's it, we, it called, sorry? Loyal Fans. Loyal Fans. Yeah, it used to be like we had Nexocams. I don't know if you've seen that when we. Oh, I think I have seen that. Yeah. So we changed that. We rebranded it, relaunched it to Loyal Fans, and it's the name is way better. Number one, and it looks really nice. Like if you check it out, sign up for it. You could use it to do promotion. You could sell your timeline, your feed, whatever you want to do on there. But anyway, you can check it out in your own time. I don't want to get into it. But you get a chance. I, I should be making a list. I should have a slave here. Make a list. <laughs> Make a list. Yeah, you can have Suri can do that for you if you talk to him. <laughs> yeah, beat him in the submission. Exactly. Okay, so I think we we've learned a lot today. We went. We on, did. We've really crammed a lot in. Yes, it just went by very uh, effortless, effortlessly. Smoothly. Effortlessly. Yes, I, a, I think I enjoyed my conversation with you, and it was very nice. I like to to talk to people, especially when they've been in the industry for at least five, six, seven years, and they understand, you know, from back then to now. Yeah, know. the changes I've seen from the beginning. Yeah. To the so I like now. doing these when it's like someone's brand new. It's I love it because they're, uh, you know, they're... The you know, enthusiasm. Yeah, and then someone from 10 years ago, five years ago, it's, it's great to get that whole gamut. Different perspectives, Different yeah. Perspectives, yeah, so... Anyway, so just want to say thank you to Lady Bellatrix Tricks. Lady Bellatrix, Queen of... Bellatrix. <laughs> How do you say it? Bellatrix. Oh, that's what I said. Okay, Lady... It comes, it comes from the constellation Orion. Oh, it's that's my favorite constellation. A constellation of hunters, and she was the only female in the constellation of a pack of rabid hunters. So Is that true? It means a female warrior in Latin. Is it really in the constellation of Orion? It is. It's the gamma magnitude star. I'm a bit of an astronomy geek. So, oh, so is that? Uh, I am the third, third brightest star, but she's the only female. In the top right. Uh, that's correct. Yeah. Okay. I know which one you're talking about. I'm, right I'm, across I'm, from Beetlejuice, the reddish. That's Beetlejuice the is one of my favorite. Beta magnitude star. I yeah. actually, I know this has nothing to do with anything, but um, I was always huge in astronomy as a kid, and. Oh, um, right. And I bought, like, uh, my first telescope, I must have been, like, I don't know. This kid down the street had one, and he was, like, it was a little thing. And uh, I saw the moon through it, and I was, like, holy shit. Like, that's, it totally blew my mind. And then I was, like, somehow I need to get in on this. But I didn't have any money for anything back in the when oh, I was there. So. Yeah. But when I finally got a little bit of money, I bought my own telescope. And the first time I saw Saturn through a telescope, even though it was tiny and you see the little ring, it just – opened my, I was like, oh my God, just blown away my mind. And then I started looking at stars and, and not comets, but like uh, open, uh, open clusters and clusters of stars and, and galaxies that are way out there. It makes, you, it makes you, it makes you really appreciate being alive on this earth. You yeah. Know, just a grain of sand in this I know. greater universe. And unfortunately when I moved here to Florida, I sold my, I had a giant eight inch telescope that was computerized and everything. Wow. I had no place to put it, so I sold it. And and now I like, 
it's hot here. I live on the water. It's just salty. Plus, there's probably light pollution as well. Light pollution on one side, but believe it or not, um, I get up really early to go to gym, like four in the morning. And when I go outside and look towards the ocean or whatever it is out there, um, when Sagittarius is kind of in my yeah. view, you could see the Milky Way kind of cloud. If, oh, wow. if I'm out there long enough and my eyes adjust, I could see a smudge like about that big in the sky, like in Sagittarius is where it is, you know, the, 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 the triangle I, I call it, or it's like a weird, I don't know what the hell shape it is, but Sagittarius is that constellation where the, the Milky Way goes, you could, is in the arm of that constellation. So if you ever look at Sagittarius, you'll see if it's Look dark enough, you'll see the Milky Way. So it's, it's exciting, and I'm glad we brought that no, I No, I do love astronomy and, and things like that. Like, cool my, I do have a very geeky side. <laughs> no, that's good. No, hey, you know what? Every, it's good to be open but to... But now, Neil, now, Neil you, you'll never be able to look at Orion without thinking of me. <laughs> that's right. And I, and I have a lot of pictures when I had that telescope. I used to take pictures of the Orion Nebula. That was one of my favorite spots. And I just kept taking picture after picture. And this is before digital cameras where I had to actually go wow. get it developed. Oh, my God. That's a whole other conversation. That was such oh, a... definitely, yeah. yeah. From a generation it past. It was crazy. So, anyway, Lady, Bellatri Lady Bellatrix, I'm tongue-tied already. See all this excitement? Hey, look, I've got you tongue-tied, you know? <laughs> I'm tongue-tied. So, thank you again for um, spending so much time with me. And thank you. I really, really appreciate it. I'm glad I got to get to know you a little bit better. That's a good thing. And of course, if you're ever going to be in the U.S., ever in Florida, or come to any of the trade shows, please hit me up ahead of time. Oh, I will do, definitely. I'm happy to. Um, and we could probably send you some swag out if you want. Um, you can I love swag. Yeah, you can email Chantel your size, your shoe size, your um, uh, bikini or shirt size, stuff like that and what a good address is to send to you, and we'll send you a, a swag bag. Oh, I love swag bags. Yay. Yeah, lots of fun stuff that you can, you know, maybe we'll send you something you could beat a slave with. I don't know. <laughs> we should start making whips. It's a good idea, actually. There you go. Quick to sale whip. <laughs> Purple, black whips. That sounds pretty easy to do. Yeah. And likewise, Neil, if you ever come to Paris, do you look me up. We'll oh, yes, that's that's I got to go back there in the next couple of years. So whenever I, you're in Paris, you're welcome to come visit me. Okay, that could be an interesting operations. I could see firsthand what's going on there, and that would be exciting. Exactly, I'll give you a, a very special tour of this. Uh, right now, I might be afraid. <laughs> <of> the... <laughs> no, it'll be fine. Well, thanks again. Like I said, it was nice to Thank you so much. You, and hopefully, we'll meet one day in the near future. I hope so too. So for Neil and Lady Bellatrix, peace out, everybody. Bye. Love you later. Later.